Evening. Thank you for that. Uh, God-given faith is obedient. They go hand in hand. It's the faith of Christ. Is Christ obedient? <laughs> well, you better believe it, buddy. And if he gives faith, that faith is obedient. Well, how are we going to know what to do? How are children made obedient? Do they just wake up that way? No. Train up a child as it shall go. When it's old, it won't depart from it. You have to teach them. You have to teach them something, don't they? We're going to see something First Samuel I thought was a good motivation for me. If I could just tell you one time, <laughs> you just tell them kids one time, shut the door or open the door. If it just took one time, I could have flew from New Jersey out here, preached to you one time, and turned around and went back. You've been fine. <laughs> we need to hear that same old, old story, don't we? Over and over. I want to give you something tonight. Can I give you a present? Would you take a gift? I think I've given you a gift before. I was reminded of that gift I was given. Uh, the Lord gave me, and I gave to you. I just gave you what he gave me. And uh, this past week's been been precious with this rain and stuff. Um, I had my little bucket, and our rain gauge broke, so I just stuck a ruler down a little icing bucket from a deli and marked off inches, you know. Well, I just kept going, Matt. I went all the way up it. Numbered them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, a 10-inch bucket. <laughs> Kimberly, Kimberly laughed at me. Y'all laughed at me, didn't you? It ain't ever going to get up that much at seven and a half inches. Who's laughing now? <laughs> it rained a lot. The Lord brought rain. Joe, hopefully, I sent out a text. I'll email it too. That video. Me and Karen walked down by the river the other day. But creeks normally six inches wide going through our property, and it was a raging torrent going through them trees. We couldn't talk. I edited off the part she was talking. She was saying stuff. I didn't know it. <laughs> couldn't hear nothing. If you stay with me, you have a present. If you stay with me, if you stay with me, you're going to have something sweet. I promise you. John chapter 12. John chapter 12. I'm excited to tell you this. We're going to turn some. It ain't going to turn nowhere near as much as what we could. <laughs> as I, I'd cut out a lot. But we're going to turn a little bit tonight. It'll make us stay with it. John chapter 12. We'll look at verse 23. <clears throat> Titleless message is blessing during a judgment. A blessing during a judgment. Here in verse 23 in John 12, it says, And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Remember those Greeks said we would see Jesus. And Philip and Andrew had their chit-chat brothers. And the Lord said right here, he says, Verily, verily, you see that? Verily, verily, truly, truly, of a truth of a truth, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth, his life shall lose it. He said, you don't confess my father, he won't confess you. Isn't that what he said? Go in the world, be, preach the gospel to all creatures, baptize them, and then teach them. Teach them my commandments, what he said. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. And if any man serve me, if he minister to me, what's that mean? Serve. Wait on. Boy, do we wait. Him will my father honor. 
dear friend of mine preached from that verse, and he had a statement that I want to keep fresh in my heart. Sovereign grace is free. It's free and sovereign grace. It ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. Not not in its value and the cost that was paid for it, uh, nor for us. Lord, let that blind man or that crippled man, and he said, would you be made whole? We'll have an article from J.C. Ryle in the bulletin this week. You know, first thing it's going to cost a man or a woman, your self-righteousness. <laughs> You're going to have to come off that high camel you've been trotting through the desert on. Got to bring us down if we're going to serve him. We're going to follow him. He was meek and lowly, wasn't he? He was humble. He owned this whole world, owned everything in it, created it all, and he didn't have a place to lay his head. Never owned a piece of property. told us, he said, you deny yourself, you take up your cross daily, and follow me. That doesn't mean, well, I'm going to suffer for Jesus. That means deny yourself daily. Take up the struggle of denying you daily and follow me, because that's what he did. Didn't he? Laid down everything. The only one that ever had the right to say something and complain never did. Was following him. Verse 27, now is my soul troubled. Oh, how long could we spend on that? His soul was troubled. Troubled. We know why. We know why it had to be. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? What shall I pray? Should I pray this? Father, save me from this hour? He would have. He said, I could speak to my father right now, and there'd have been 10,000 hosts of angels come down here. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Am I going to pray that? Am I going to say, Father, to take me here from this? This is why I'm here. <laughs> I came for this hour that's coming. Come be lifted up on a cross, didn't he? He came to have his soul troubled. So mine would never be. So yours would never be. Oh, what needless pain we bear. <laughs> Don't we? His soul was troubled. He said, what shall I say? What shall I pray for? Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? No. This hour came out of this hour. So now he prays. Watch this. You want to pray? Pray like this. Look right here, verse 28. Look at it. Father, glorify thy name. That's it. God Almighty prayed to God Almighty. And he said, Father, glorify thy name. Immediately. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it, always have, and will glorify it again. What a prayer. Father, glorify your name. And immediately that prayer was answered. It was validated. If you want your prayers to be fulfilled, ask the Lord to glorify his name. Isn't that what the disciples asked him? And the apostles come to us and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he said, okay. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You're holy. And your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do we want that? Oh, if we had a heart to, if we were given a spirit in us that truly desired God to be glorified. Christ to be lifted up and glorified and honored in all things. I mean honored. 
What you ever done that? You make a decision. What's the most loving and what's the most honoring to the Almighty God that saved us? That's a good way to make decisions, isn't it? It's a good way to pray to Father, glorify your name. I can't. I don't know how to. You do it. <laughs> People, therefore, the Lord spoke from heaven. <laughs> Remember, he said, This is my son, whom I'm well pleased. Remember, he was baptized. On that Mount of Transfiguration, he said, This is my son. And who I'm well pleased. That's a general call at the baptism, but this one was effectual. He said, hear him. Hear him. And now he opens up the heavens and he says, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people that stood by, they heard it. And they said it thundered. <laughs> it thundered. The others said, angels spake to him. And Jesus answered and said, the voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all unto me. He said, this he said signifying what death he should die. What's man's response to Christ's answered prayer? That's just some thunder. That's just some loud noise. It's annoying and disturbing loud noise. That's all it is to most people. The majority of people. That's all it is. Remember the context. Remember what we looked at last time? Those Greeks coming. Everybody else in this whole chapter. Everybody's getting ready to deny him. Say give us Barabbas. Some people just said it heard. They heard thunder. What's that? Well it's just natural things. It's mother nature. Some three ladies isn't it? Uh, misfortune. Mother nature and lady luck. That's what we rely on. We act like we don't. It is. Everybody said, well, that's just thunder. That's Mother Nature. The Lord's people heard his voice. John heard it, didn't he? They discerned what happened. John wrote down. He said, we heard what he said. Might have been thunderous, but he heard it. And Christ is glorified. That's what they heard. We who believe. I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to everybody. We who believe. We know why his soul had to be troubled. Because of us. Because of the sin that I am. He had to go on that tree, me forsaken of God. We know why he had to be lifted up. We know we are drawn to him. He's drew us to him. We know that. We know You're sitting here right now. We know that. He's brought us. We know that that prince of the world is cast out. Judgment's done. Our greatest accuser's gone. That was, this was effectual. This, hap this really happened. It really did. We know that serpent's head's crushed, and it's perfect. You know the word for that? It's finished. It's perfected. The Lord said, perfect. <laughs> the life he lived for his people, he hung on that cross, and he said, it's perfect. And he gave up the ghost. Verse 29, the people, therefore, that stood by and heard it, and said it thundered. Another said an angel spoke. And Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me. I didn't need to hear that. My father hears me always. I know his will. But for your sakes. You know why it's so loud? You know why he, he, he spoke from heaven? He said, I have glorified your name and I'm going to glorify it again. And it ain't going to stop being glorified. <laughs> That's for your sakes. That's for your sakes. Well, that might be for some other people's sakes. Well, maybe I'm the other. 
Lord sets for your sakes. That's why it happened. You know, it's good to hear thunder. It's good. We're not those that are denying. We're not those seeking ourselves. We're here to worship the Lord. It's a Wednesday night. Y'all worked all day and you're tired and, and, and you're here to, to hear about Christ, right? So we'll, we'll do that. It's good to hear thunder. I feel sorry for places where it don't thunder much, like here. <laughs> it don't thunder much. It's good to hear a roaring river. It's good to go out there, them waves are 30 foot tall a day, and you can't hear nothing. It's just, right? It's just loud. It's good to do that. It's good to see tornadoes and hurricanes and forest fires and floods and tsunamis. And the earth's shaking, and trees getting knocked down. And that's good. That's a good thing. It's good to see the judgments of God and remember Him. Remember the one that does it. Not run around like heads with their chickens cut off. Like so many people do. But to remember Him. To remember Him. To be steadied in Him. All will bow to the Almighty. All will declare that Christ Jesus is Lord. That will happen. Oh, how much better it is to do it now than in judgment. How much better it is to do it now. Turn over to Genesis chapter 9. The Lord's kind to us. So kind. I just dwelt on that all week. And cooped up in the house. Because <laughs> I've acclimatized and it was raining and cold. As you turn into Genesis chapter 9, why do we need to see rainbows? Why do we need tokens and pictures and reminders? Because we forget. We forget. We get fearful. We look to this world. We look to ourselves. And we do not constantly walk as those who know that God's on his throne. We don't. So for our sakes, the Lord gives us tokens. And he gives us these things to remind us, don't we? Mankind says a rainbow is a meteorological phenomenon that's called by reflection and refraction and dispersion of light through water droplets that releases a spectrum of light. Roy G. Biv, right? No, that might be how you can explain it in words as to what happened. Look here in Genesis 9, verse 13. I do set my bow in the cloud. Whose rainbow is that? It's God's rainbow. And it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it. So see that red first. That's the highest, the closest thing to him, isn't it? That I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. He gave us a rainbow. I had a dear brother this week that listened to that message I preached on the rainbow. He got to see a rainbow. And he said, Well, that's wonderful. He goes, I remember it was like it was yesterday. He goes, I remember everything you said. He goes, I just had such a good time of peace and looking at that because the Lord set that there. He sees Christ when he looks upon us. And there's no judgment. We ain't never going to get killed again. <laughs> There's no condemnation. That just ain't, ain't going to happen. He sees him. And he said, boy, that was good. 
every time. The Lord gave us that. That's a token to remind. It's earnest. It's down payment. Just every time here, not this. The token's nothing. The refraction of light going through moisture. No, it's who did it. Whose that is? What he promised. That's special, isn't it? Why do we need to hear it thunder? What did our Lord just say? Why do we need to hear it thunder? To be reminded of Christ and Him crucified, that it was for our sakes, truly, and that we may fear not. We'll stop running around like scared little babies and, and act like men and women that believe God and say, Oh, that's right. That's right. That's good, isn't it? Turn on 1 Samuel 12. This was good motivation for me. And I hope it stays that way. 1 Samuel 12. Verse 16. First Samuel 12, 16. <clears throat> Remember that um, Israel wanted a king. It would be like everybody else. And the Lord said, you want a king because you don't want me ruling over you. Hmm. Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing. First Samuel 12, 16 which the Lord will do before your eyes. Is not wheat harvest today? <laughs> Y'all busy? You're going about getting married and giving a marriage and you're having feasts and babies and naming them and you're having birthday parties, right? Ain't you all right going out and doing that stuff as in the days of Noah? He said, today wheat harvest day? I will call unto the Lord and he shall send thunder and rain that ye may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which ye have done in the sight of the Lord in asking you a king. So Samuel called unto the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and the people and all the people greatly feared the Lord. That's the first thing. And Samuel, they honored him because he told you so, didn't he? The Lord said, you do what they want, but you warn them. You tell them what's going to happen if they get him a king. This is several chapters later. They got a king and they didn't like it. And he said, I told you so. What's the, what's the fundamental requirement for me to tell you I told you so? I had to tell you. <laughs> They honored Samuel too, but they greatly feared the Lord. Verse 19, And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God that we die not. For we have added unto all our sins this evil to ask us a king. Well, this is one on top of a billion, isn't it? One more thing. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, don't be afraid. Ye have done all this wickedness. <laughs> don't you dismiss it. Don't do it. You did it. You did this. Yet, turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. You did it. Now knock it off and follow him and serve him. What did our Lord say in John 12, 26? If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. You departed from the Lord. Hug, hug up to him. Get to his feet and grab a hold of him. Don't let go. Stay with him. Follow him. Serve him. Be where he is. When? Now. What time's now? Right now. Always. It's always right now, isn't it? Constantly. Verse 21. And turn ye not aside, for then should you go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver for their vain. For the Lord will not forsake his people. You stay to him. He ain't going to forsake his people because his great name's sake. For the honor of his name, he won't do it. For his glory, he won't do it. And his name's sake, that's his son. <laughs> for Christ's sake, he ain't going to leave his people. He won't forsake them because it's pleased the Lord to make you his people 
to make you his people. Samuel turns to himself. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. That hit me. I thought, have I prayed for you enough today? Have I prayed for your family enough today? Have I ceased from it? Oh, God forbid that I cease from praying for your family and for you and for your children. But I will teach you the good and right way. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to teach you something. Can I teach you something? That ain't right. Well, why you get over to a teacher if they ain't going to teach you nothing? <laughs> I'll get fired. So. What's he going to teach? Only fear the Lord. Thunder's scary. Isn't it? They make best to put on dogs so they don't get scared when it thunders. Thunder can be scary. Lightning can be scary. Tsunamis can be scary, isn't it? Only fear the Lord. Only fear the Lord. You're going to teach that to him over and over and over. He's getting old here. <laughs> we'll have to raise up another one, isn't he? Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. Why? Why would we do such a thing? For consider how great he hath done for you. Things is in italics, isn't it? You consider the great he's done for us. Here's the lesson I want to teach you. I want to learn, and I want us to learn. When we see a rainbow, when we see a token that the Lord's given us, when we hear it thunder, when we see the lightning, when we see a raging river, when we see a forest fire coming over the hills, fear, honor, have reverence to the Lord, and consider the great he's done for us. Be reminded of his power, and be reminded of Christ and him crucified. That's it. People ask me, the fire we saw on every, when we got evacuated that first year we was here. Uh, on the map, it was past Hillary Lane or Road or whatever, and it, our house is gone. And it's burnt up. It's burnt through there anyway. People say, oh, that's terrible. Well, it ain't terrible. It ain't my house. It's the Lord's house. If he's going to keep it standing, you can't burn it down. And if he's going to burn it down, you can't keep it from burning down. He gave us good insurance. <laughs> we, he gave us faith and obedience. We had good common sense with all of it, didn't we? That's fine. I ain't one bit worried about it. It'd just be a trial. People say, your great faith. Hey, my great faith, he's God. Do you know him? Do you believe him? Well, there you go. He gave his only begotten son for me. I think he can swing a house. Can't he? That's one thing to nod to. It's another thing to believe it. Stand in it, huh? We need to be reminded of his power often. We need to be reminded what he's done for his soul was troubled and then he was lifted up on a Roman cross and God forsook him what else matters I, tell me something more important turn over to Job 37 one book to the left of Psalms find Psalms turn left one book Job 37 There was a gathering of elders. <laughs> this young fellow named Elihu showed up. He didn't say nothing for a long time. And he said, I'm like a fresh thing of wine, buddy. I'm going to bust if I don't say something. <laughs> he cut loose on all of them, didn't he? He had something to say. God's prophet's what he was. Job 7, 37, verse 1. Here, that young man, Elihu, speaking. He says, At this also my heart trembleth, Job 37, verse 1, and is moved out of his place. Hear attentively the noise of his voice, the sound that goeth out of his mouth. He directeth it 
under the whole heaven, and his lightning unto the ends of the earth. After it a voice roareth, he thundereth with the voice of his excellency. And he will not stay them when his voice is heard. God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he which we cannot comprehend. He thunders marvelously with his voice. And we can't understand what he's doing. What did them disciples do? They said, boys, we told us to hide all the time. Now he's walking out in public, walking in Jerusalem. He's got a colt's ass. I don't understand that. <laughs> they didn't know nothing, did they? Well, we don't know what he's doing. We don't know what he's doing. But he thunders with his voice marvelously. During a thunderstorm, if you're close to where the lightning is, where it's striking, and you're close to where that thunder's cracking, you can't hear anything but the thunder, the rolling thunder, the roaring. That's all you can hear. Everything else is drowned out. You can't even hear yourself yelling. That's important. We need to be shut up to ourselves, don't we? Turn this self off. Turn over to Job 40. One page there to Job 40. Lord dealt with Job and it says in verse 3, Job 40, verse 3, Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer thee? I will lay my hand upon my mouth. I have spoke once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yea, twice. But I will proceed no further. What do you say? I'm just going to shut up. I'm going to quit telling everything I know, and I'm just going to be quiet. Then the Lord answered unto Job by the whirlwind and said, Gird up thy loins now like a man. I will demand of thee, and declare thereunto me. You answer me. Wilt thou also disannul my judgment? Wilt thou condemn me, that thou mayest be righteous? Hast thou an arm like God, or canst thou thunder with a voice like him? I can yell pretty loud. I ain't never done it here. I can get pretty loud. I can get pretty loud. But I can't sound like thunder. I can't do it. I think sometimes it's like smooth jazz. <laughs> Gotta be. Thor can't sound like thunder either. Only God can. Only God can. And when God thunders in the hearts of his people, whether I'm whispering, screaming, or kicking this pulpit over, when God thunders in the hearts of his people, when he speaks to one of his children, it must be heard. They can't not hear it. They can't not hear it. When he speaks, he doesn't suffer anybody. The Lord thundered in my heart one time. Man was preaching from Daniel 4. I'd never heard thunder. <laughs> Been through a lot of rainstorms. Right? Never heard his voice. I never had heard it. I knew a lot about rain. I can tell you the, the science of it. <laughs> how does all that snow get on the mountains well you, it's got to evaporate somewhere first doesn't it? well the sun's got to heat it up I knew all about it, tell you all about it. and then one day a man stood up and he was preaching out of Daniel 4 King Nebuchadnezzar and he had us turn over to Job 37 and he read that God thundereth marvelously with his voice we don't understand what, he says to the snow be thou on the ground and it is I didn't hear him speaking I knew that man he stayed in my house a bunch of times I didn't hear him talking. God spoke to me. He spoke to my heart that day. I can hear it right now. And he thunders the glory of Christ into someone's heart. They bow. They bow. When he thunders Christ into their heart, they hear him. And they follow him. And there's reverence and they praise him for it. 
They praise him for it. Turn over to Revelation chapter 1. Revelation 1. Revelation 1, verse 12. And it says, I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about, with the, about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were like white wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were like a flame of fire. And his feet... Like in the fine brass. What does Nahum tell us? That the clouds are the dust of his feet. Isn't that? That's where storms come from. His feet's like under fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Thunder. Thunder. The voice of many waters. What's that? That's him preaching. That's the gospel. Paul told us, he said, that sound, they've heard it. He says, went into all the earth. Go into all the earth, preach the gospel, baptize them, teach them, train them up, didn't he? Tell all of them. Verse 16, and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. <laughs> you can't unhear the gospel, can you? If he's going to send it, you can't stop it. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in strength, just like lightning. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me and said unto me, Fear not. I don't know if we'll ever hear thunder in this county again. You probably hear another river like I sent that video out going through my property just raging. You can't hear nothing. Next time you hear that, you hear the Lord speak to his child saying, Fear not. <laughs> Fear not. I ain't never been scared in a thunderstorm. <laughs> Fear not, I'm the first and the last. I'm he that liveth and was dead. That's why he said he must be lifted up, isn't he? He's got to be lifted up on a cross. He's got to die, got to go in the grave. He's got to be lifted up out of that grave. He's going to have to rise again. I'm he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. That gospel roars. This is precious, ready? The gospel roars out of the mouth of the line of the tribe of Judah. And what's it, what's it? Remember what it was that Judah's name meant the other day we learned Sunday? Praise. Praise. What did he say in John, John 12? You see this coming around? Father, glorify thy name. <laughs> That's thunder. What's that say to us? Fear not. Because he glorified the Father's name, didn't he? You get that? Kevin, I thought you started talking about some creek running through your property. Well, I stand there by the creek filming it to send to you all because I know the Lord's thunder and fear not to me and he satisfied everything for the Father. How could that be? Well, in love with the person, they don't leave your mind much, do they? Where does this voice and this thunder and this lightning and all these things come from? Look over chapter 4, Revelation 4. Verse 5. Out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. Raging waters. At that hour come. Christ is going to be lifted up. He said, the hour's come. Son of man's going to be glorified, isn't he? If there was anything on this earth that was what we would say in our words that God wasn't in that. 
God couldn't be doing that. It was when Christ hung on that cross, wasn't it? Where was God when Christ was hanging on that cross? He had it thundered. <laughs> he spoke from heaven. He's on it. Where's that come from? The throne. He's on his throne. It's his determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God put him up there. Wicked hands did it. Whenever you're scared, when you fear, hear fear not. When you're worried to death about everything underneath the sun, stop it. God's on his throne. Not, in, not inside of these walls. You hear that? This ain't a Wednesday evening and a two times on Sunday morning. It's the church time when I'm at work, when I'm at the grocery store, when I'm doing this, when I'm talking to somebody else. He's on his throne 24-7. We learn this now, and then you're going to be out next to a creek one day, and it's going to be so loud, and I pray to God he'll come to you and make you remember, <laughs> oh, he's got the voice of many waters. He told me fear not. And calm me down. That'd be precious, wouldn't it? Be precious. He's on his throne, it thundered. Raging waters, many waters. As the Lord grows us in grace, we'll think on him more and more throughout the day. Not quoting scripture, not saying what Spurgeon said. We'll think about the one that saved us. When I'm, I was working on an ice machine one day, and I was like, look at this magnificent stuff the Lord made. He let us learn this, to, to squeeze gas and squeeze it here and expand it there, and we make ice. This is fabulous. I dropped a screw down here between a little tiny crack. I thought, well, that's going to be hard to get. I said, Lord, help me get that screw if it pleases you. <laughs> Lord, find your name, but I'd like to have that if it'd be handy. And I got it. I said, thank you, Lord. And I went back to working. Worked all day thinking of him. He said, work as unto the Lord, didn't he? He put it in your hand to do it. Do it as unto the Lord. Lord might save a lazy person, sloth a person. They don't stay that way. That new spirit in them ain't. That's a profitable servant, isn't it? Working to the Lord, loving Him, loving Him. And work. Get two or three jobs. Money ain't the root of all evil. You pay good, close attention to me. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. Well, if you love the Lord, do what you want. The Lord said a bunch of rich folks, a lot of Solomon and David and a whole bunch of them, Job, Abraham, the list goes on, Jacob. <laughs> go on vacation if that's what you want to do. But if you're His, you ain't going to go to Italy without thinking about Him. Like, I don't know if I want to go to Rome or not, man. That's, I don't want to go to Israel. That's bad memories, isn't it? Go up and see El Capitan. Beautiful. Big old rock. It's God's rock. He put it there, didn't he? We don't worship creation, but I'm thankful for the tokens from the creator, isn't it? I don't worship hummingbirds. But I'm thankful for him because it's a reminder that the Lord put it there. And we get to see his power, his promise, and his finished salvation. See what he did in these things. Paul said that, didn't he? He said, this world, they've changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. Who's blessed forever. I got Kimberly Flowers. She started back to work yesterday, and I went and got her some flowers while she's at work. I'm going to go get her. I take her to work, and then I go get her. <laughs> she likes the flowers. She loves the one that gave her the flowers. You get that? You men, go buy your wife some flowers. It'll be good for you. Might, Lord might show you Christ and him crucified, and you buying your wife flowers. You get that? Why? You go buy them some flowers, and you remember old Miss Cousins' words, that widowed moment she her husband was a pastor she wrote him one time and it says the bride eyes not her garment but her dear bridegroom's face i will not gaze at glory that's all people want to do go to glory isn't it 
but my on my king of grace. He is my glory. He's my heaven. Turn over to chapter 19, Revelation 19. What's the culmination of this? <laughs> How's this all going to end up? That's why I was thinking, Kimberly, what I cut off, I didn't know if she'd said it. She said, why don't you go stick your leg in that water and see if it's cold? <laughs> I'd have been swept downstream, wouldn't I? Well, then what good would it have done me? Here's what good it would have done me. It's been wonderful. Lord's coming. Good. Good, right? I saw him clouds rolling, that marine layer coming out. I said, boy, maybe them clouds going to be rolled back like a scroll. Here we go, boys. This is it. Lord's coming. That's a good thing, isn't it? Revelation 19, verse 5. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great, every one of you. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters. <clears throat> many waters. What was that? What did we see it? determined that was, and the voice of mighty thunderings. We're going to thunder. Saying, Hallelujah. Praise you the Lord. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. The one that controls everything. Omnipotent. <laughs> All powerful. He reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife hath made herself ready. <laughs> And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Why is that? How's that bride allowed to be there? She's got a dress on, don't she? So you know she's the bride. That's the righteous one. He's made her righteous. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called into the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are true, the true sayings of God. That's the truth. That's true. We see these things now. It's just a token. Oh, we're going to sing in glory. All his victories, aren't we? Our, the captain of our salvation. He did something. He saved us. We're going to sing like thunder. Like the voice of many waters. You ain't going to hear nothing but praise the Lamb. Like Judah. Praise. Praise. That's all we're going to hear. Well, he's worthy. He's worthy of that, isn't he? It's going to be marvelous. I can't wait. When the thunder and the lightning and the flooding and the raging waters comes close, we seek shelter, don't we? You're outside and it starts pouring and lightning's striking next to you. You run for shelter, don't we? Where we're going to go for shelter to the flood, Christ our ark. Where we're going to go for shelter from the rain. He said in Isaiah 4, verse 6, he said, there's going to be a tabernacle for a shadow of the daytime from the heat and a place of refuge and a place of covert, a place of refuge from the storm and from the rain. God's going to provide it, isn't he? What kind of shelter is he going to provide us? Moses had saw... I don't want to hear nobody's talk about their experiences. I want to talk about mine, and I want you talking about yours. It don't weigh. It don't weigh nothing, does it? We're not saved from experiences, and I mean we're thankful for them. But uh, Moses saw, went through all those things. He walked through <laughs> through the dry ground and then Red Sea, and saw him people healed, and just all he said saw the earth open up, swallow people that denied God. I mean everything, didn't he? In Exodus thirty three, he said, "I beseech thee, show me your glory." <laughs> Ain't he seen it enough? Show me one more time. I want to hear thunder one more time. I want to hear, I want to hear that river just rip roaring through that canyon. I want to hear it. I want to see lightning strike. 
He said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And the Lord said, I'll make all my goodness pass before thee, and I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious, and I'll show mercy on whom I'll show mercy. And he said, you can't see my face, so no man can see me and live. And so the Lord said, behold, what John the Baptist said, behold, <laughs> here comes the Lamb. Behold, there's a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. I'm going to set you on Christ. And it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by. He said, show me your glory. Now it's true. He's sovereign in all things. He'll be gracious to whom he's gracious. That's a doctrine, though, isn't it? Are the word's going to pass by? No, he said, my glory is going to pass by. And I'm going to take you and I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock. Nobody can see me and live. I'm going to put you in Christ. You're going to live. And you're going to see my hind parts. I thought, what kind of hind parts do we see of the Lord? We see everything he's done, don't we? After he's did it. He says what he's going to do. We don't understand. And then we say, he did it. <laughs> That's what he did. He said, I'll save my people. I'm going to keep them. How can I see that? When I'm kept. When I'm sitting down with a voice of thunder singing his praise. I'll say, he did it. He's right again. He ain't been wrong yet, Cass. He ain't lied, has he? Where we keep, where we kept <laughs> that course under the blood of Jesus, safe in the shepherd's fold. Under the blood blood of Jesus, safe while the ages roll. Safe though the worlds may crumble, we might get to see that in our lifetime. Safe though the worlds may crumble. Safe though the stars grow dim. Under the blood of Jesus, I'm secure in Him. Now, Emma, Emma, I'll forget. And you know what's going to, have to happen? Seven and a half inches of rain is going to fall in Hamul. So that creek gets up, and I go, duh, I'm secure in him. So I've given nations for you. Remember these things. When there's rain, there's lightning, there's thunder, there's high waters, there's fires, there's tsunamis, there's trees falling. That blind man, Lord healed that blind man. He said, what you see? And he said, it looks like men's walking around like trees. <laughs> go read Psalm 29 again. The voice, the voice, the voice, the voice. He shatters those cedars of Lebanon. They came to him, 500 men in Judas. Judas said, I'm going to kiss him. That's how you're going to know which one it is. And he said, who y'all looking for? They said, Jesus Nazareth. He says, I am. And every one of them trees got knocked clean flat. Pow. And the fools, that's how dumb man is. They got up and said, now what's your name again? We're going to come get you. Run, buddy. <laughs> Either bow or run. Hmm. Jesus answered them. He said, who you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Said it again. And he said, I told you that I am. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way. Substitution. Let these go their way. He's risen. Satisfaction. Amen. Next time it thunders, don't forget. Next time it rains. Next time a fire comes. Or maybe it ain't got to be that grandiose. Next time your turn signal blinker goes out or you get a flat tire or the election goes the way you don't like it or whatever, who's on his throne? What did he do for What's the great thing he did for us? He gave his son for us. I'm secure in him. I ain't got to worry about it. That's good news, isn't it? I hope that token's fresh with you. Brother Mark.